Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. In this episode, Joshua explains how we're never alone. We're completely surrounded by our guides and supporters. We are one with our inner self, one with source. Source and our inner self and our guides and supporters understand every experience that we're going through, and they're always guiding us to the experiences that will help change our set of beliefs. We will be put into manifestation events or into wonderful experiences or whatever it is to take us from a limiting set of beliefs to a more empowering set of beliefs. As these beliefs are changed over time, we raise our vibration and then we receive new information and clarity and and more joy and love and all the stuff that we want out of life. However, if we hold on tightly to our limiting beliefs, well, nothing really changes. And so if we face manifestation events and we don't really realize the limiting beliefs that support those events or that make us feel negative emotion, then we're really not altering our set of beliefs in a more empowering way. And in essence, we're not raising our vibration. So the whole idea here is to go with the flow of the experiences that are happening and always choose this higher perspective. And in this episode, Joshua explains that perfectly. We're going to be starting a new alignment course. This is the first course in the Ascension Experience. It will start in about two weeks. And if you'd like more information on that, please visit the teachingsofjoshua.com, click on the Ascension Experience, and then look at the alignment course, and you can read all about that. If you have any questions about it, just send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. And if you can, uh, if you want to join us, there is a $50 coupon bond for this one. It's 5-0 off, and that will be valid through the next couple of weeks. Uh, also, please remember to like and subscribe. That's really important. And leave a review if you can. That'd be great. And share this uh, podcast with your friends on Facebook. Well, thanks very much for being here, and let's get started. We are thrilled to be here. We'd like to remind you that you're never alone. You are always with your inner self and your inner self is always with you. Your inner self is perceiving everything that you're perceiving, is feeling every emotion that you feel, understands what you're going through, sees it from your perspective, as well as from its perspective. It will always maintain the highest perspective because your inner self knows exactly what's going on here in physical reality. It has the perspective of the eternal, of source, of love, of all that is in the universe. The eternal perspective, well, you can't really understand what that is from your perspective because your perspective is limited. It's limited because you have a finite experience, a finite experience of yourself, of what you've experienced in the past, of where you think things should go, and you have a structure of beliefs. Now, in order for you to manifest anything that you truly want, obviously, you will have to come from one structured set of beliefs to another structure. And so your inner self is always guiding you to a new set of beliefs. And this is exactly how you found this information or any new information that you might stumble upon. It's always because the structure of your beliefs that exist right now are limited compared to the limitless version of you. For you to move into dimensions where new experiences and manifestation events occur, you'll have to alter that set of beliefs in order to perceive them. If you didn't alter that set of beliefs, you would not be able to perceive the new or that which would be aligned with your vibration at the time. So it's always this moving from one set of limiting beliefs to a more empowering set of beliefs, moving from fear to love. And so that's what you're doing with your inner self as well as all your guides and supporters. They are always with you in every moment. Well, from your perspective, sometimes you feel like an individual all alone. Maybe you're alone at home right now. Maybe there's no family around or no friends around or your mate's not around and you're just there by yourself in your room. This perception though is a physical perception not a true perception. If you could really see what was going on, you would see that that, fill, that room is filled 
with all your guidance supporters and loved ones and people who care about you and, and are thinking about you in the moment, in every single moment. And you say, well, how could this be? How could all these non-physical entities be perceiving me in every moment? Don't they have something else to do? Isn't their attention drawn elsewhere? Well, that's the difference between the physical and non-physical. In the physical, you have your attention and that's focused on one thing at a time. But in the non-physical, your attention can be in many places at many times. So it is in all areas of your life that your inner self is with you and your guidance supporters are with you as well. And of course, sources with you in every experience you've ever had. So you'll never alone in this experience. You are guided in every moment. You are choosing a perspective in every moment. And if you're choosing a correct perspective or the perspective that your inner self is holding, you will feel positive emotion. This is your guidance. And if you are perceiving that something wrong is happening or something should be going differently than it is, well, you're choosing a limited perspective and then you will feel negative emotion. Your guidance showing you that your current perspective is not aligned with the truth, it's the illusion. So can you see that everything is always working out for you to go on your journey of self-discovery just as you intended prior to your birth? And we want to point out here that your pre-birth intentions are incredibly strong. They're incredibly powerful. And if you knew what those intentions were, well, then you would realize that you are simply being drawn into these new situations where you can expand. From the non-physical perspective, all, all, every single experience that you ever have is expansive and good and wonderful. From your physical perspective, you tend to judge these experiences as good or bad, living in this dualistic style, and you are feeling fear sometimes and then choosing a limited perspective and feeling negative emotion, and sometimes you're feeling good and you're choosing a higher perspective and feeling positive emotion. But if you knew what was going on, if you knew exactly what was happening, you would relish every experience and you would not try to control these experiences. You would go with the flow of the experience and always see the good in each experience. When you return to the non-physical, you will know that your life was perfect in every way. You will have no doubts whatsoever. It will be so obvious to you that this was the perfect life for you because your pre-birth intentions were so strong. And so your pre-birth intentions in this life was to find information that would allow you to choose a higher perspective while living a physical life. And so you have found this information. Now you have to understand that certainly you have limiting beliefs and you have a core limiting belief that says, I'm not the creator of my reality, I'm the victim of this reality, and I need to effort and struggle and control the reality in order to feel good. Sure, that is a core limiting belief. And without that limiting belief, you wouldn't really have this need or passion or interest or desire to find new information but you have found the information. So everything has worked out perfectly. And so what we'd like to bring to your attention now is that while living in physical reality, you can literally be having do anything that you want to do, and you can choose any perspective in any moment. It's up to you. You don't have to feel it always. You can raise your level of thinking, your type of thinking, the quality of your thoughts, and your perspective in every moment, this is your power. Because with this power ends all suffering. If you always looked at everything from the higher perspective, there would be no need for suffering because only suffering can occur when choosing a limited perspective. Only suffering or dissatisfaction or discontentment could ever occur when choosing a limited perspective. When in fear. And so you have to think about these times that you're in fear. 
You don't even really think about it as fear. You just say, well, the economy is not doing good. So my income could, could be diminished or I could lose my job or I could lose my house or all these things. And we want to say to you that this, this prognostication of these worrisome ideas into a future that has not occurred is simply a way for you to try and control the conditions. And it's ineffective because all control, as you know, is based in fear. If you could instead realize that everything is happening perfectly for you and that everything is available to you, and in any moment you can choose any thought you would like to think, and if you choose an empowering thought, a love-based thought, a fun thought in any moment, you'll feel positive emotion. If you choose a negative thought, which is your choice, if you choose to worry, if you choose to regret the past or have some resentment, if you choose that, you will feel negative emotion because your inner self is saying, why would you choose this? This is not what you intended prior to your birth. You intended to live in joy. We are here to point out the fact that in this moment, you are not choosing joy. You are choosing discontentment. You are choosing dissatisfaction. You're choosing suffering. You don't need to be choosing that. And we will never, ever, ever drop our perspective and allow you to think that choosing a negative thought is beneficial in any way. You have asked us in our partnership here with you to come into this life and to point out new that you are choosing limited perspectives and that there is a possibility for a new perspective. We are coming forth to show you that there is a new approach to life because you have asked that. Now, not all humans have asked that. There is a relatively small group of you who are willing to entertain the idea that you do not need to approach life in the basis of fear and control. And that, in fact, you could choose to see how perfect your life is, how perfectly everything is lining up for you, how perfectly everything is unfolding, and how wonderfully everything is happening to bring you on your journey from fear to love, from illusion to, to the clarity, to everything that you truly wanted in understanding who you are in this lifetime. When you return to the physical, you'll see it clearly. It'll be so obvious. You have asked for this information. Because in here somewhere are ideas that you can latch onto, you can live by, and you can create complete and total joy for yourself in this lifetime. And when you do that, you are of service not only to yourself and all that is, but of everyone around you. When you could be this example of alignment, well, this is your highest intention. This is what you came for, and this is why you're here. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? So um, my question is, uh, I've been struggling to lose weight. So why can't I lose weight? And how do I lose weight? Excellent. You lose weight by understanding that you have a natural set point in your body that is perfect for you. Now, can you get there by efforting and struggling? Well, since that's based in fear, that's not possible. Can you get there by accepting your body absolutely as it is and then being guided to the proper behaviors and foods and lifestyles that will allow you to recreate the body that is perfect for you? Of course you can, but that doesn't make sense to a lot of you because you say, well, if I simply just go with the flow and enjoy myself and accept myself as I am, then nothing's ever going to change. And we say the opposite is true. If you effort and struggle to try and change something or control something in your reality, that is based in fear and will never work because you're viewing your body as if it's imperfect. And whenever you view anything as if it's imperfect and then try to control it, 
Well, guess what happens? The control just makes it worse because the law of attraction has to show you exactly how you're perceiving your reality. In the case of your body, you're perceiving it as imperfect in some way. And you say, if my body was perfect, well, then I'd feel better. Well, that's the proclamation of the victim, isn't it? If something in my conditions were different than it was, then I'd feel better. Therefore, my conditions need to change in order for me to feel better. Well, that is not how the system works. The system works like this. I accept everything in my reality as it is, as perfect. And then I am inspired through this state of alignment of perfection to activities and behaviors and decisions and choices and, and new ideas that will move me towards even better feeling states of being, even more interesting states of being, exciting states of being. And if as a side effect to this, my body takes its natural shape, bravo, that's wonderful. But if it doesn't, it doesn't matter because it is allowing me to do everything I need to do. It's perfect in that sense. There is no imperfection in the system. There is only resistance. And if you add more resistance, will you add more perception of imperfection? If you ease the resistance, then you let everything flow. And if it's in your best interest, if it's in your service to have a lean body, well, then it will happen. And if it is not beneficial to you, then it doesn't need to happen because you would only want what's beneficial. But you say, Joshua, of course, it's beneficial to have a lean body. It's healthier. It's more attractive. People will like me, blah, 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 blah. I'll feel better. And we say, no, you will not feel better. You will not feel better when the conditions change. In fact, you won't feel anything when the conditions change. Your state of feeling reality is how you create your physical reality. The state of feeling creates the physical. You must feel perfect first. And then perfection will come become obvious to you. So the thing that's happening right now is you have a mental construct or a set of beliefs that says, this aspect of my body isn't perfect. This is causing me not to feel good. If I could change the state of my body, then I'd feel good. And this is what a victim would say. This is all fear and control. You will need to come to a mental construct or a belief system that says, my body is perfect as it is right now. It allows me to do everything I need to do. I love and appreciate the body that I have. It is a wonderful body and it is full of zest and vitality and all these wonderful things. And you could list a million positive aspects of it. And I accept it completely. I need it not to change in order for me to feel good. In fact, what I will do is feel good as it is right now. I will do everything I can to feel good right now. I will maintain my state of alignment, choosing to see everything as perfect as it is or wonderful as it is. And then I will be guided by inspiration to whatever I'm inspired to do. And if that is to eat something different, fine. And if it's not, fine, it doesn't matter to me. So the idea here is that you must give up all control. Well, that sounds a little bit risky to those of you who are control freaks because you've been controlling and controlling and controlling everything in your life, including your body. But we ask you, has that ever really worked? Have you ever really been able to control anything? Have you ever been able to control yourself, another person, or the conditions? So we say, you might have the assumption that sometimes you can, but we promise you that's an illusion. 
there is no need to control anything because everything is working out perfectly. If you could see the perfection, then everything else would take care of itself. Joshua, can I jump in? Um, yes, this is Jojo. Uh, so the last channel, I think it was the last channel, you had mentioned relationships and how um, you had talked about how when we're in a relationship, we birth new desires. And from those desires, then perhaps a vibrational match will show up. So we may end up with like a new relationship, new partner. And um, as you talked about that, it made me think about how a perspective that I had that I wanted to run by you and get your thoughts on is that there's that saying of wherever you go, there you are. So if you have a problem in a relationship, escaping it doesn't help because you're going to attract that in the new one. So my thought was, as an example, I'll give you an example. My mate of 20 years has been unhappy about an aspect of myself that I haven't changed to suit him. And yet I still want to stay together because I feel like why wouldn't I? Well, even after 20 years, I haven't really changed it. But let's say, wouldn't it be better for me to stay here and change it in the relationship I am in versus, you know, going away, attracting the same scenario again and have new experiences? So I'm just kind of wondering, I know there is no wrong, right or wrong, and we're supposed to follow our inspiration. Um, but yet I do feel like I am trying to control the situation and stay in it because maybe a, a fear, but I'm, I'm really kind of wondering what's the benefit of staying versus leaving in terms of our growth and expansion. Excellent. We would say that you are wherever you are with a vibration that you're emitting. And so if you have a vibration where you say some aspects of me are good in a relationship and some aspects of me are not good in a relationship, and I don't like this aspect of me in this relationship, so I'm going to change the relationship, well, you'll still have that vibration of how you perceive yourself, and you will attract from that vibration, so it'll be much the same thing. So is this aspect that your mate doesn't appreciate about you, is it something that you also do not like yourself? Yes, I Excellent. don't Excellent. like that about myself. So yes. in this relationship, your mate happens to be a perfect mirror. It's showing you exactly what you don't like about yourself. And isn't that nice to see? You want to see when your mate appreciates you, it's because you appreciate you. And when your mate does not like something about you, it's a mirror to that thing you don't like about yourself. So your vibration then, in essence, is the communication of how you perceive yourself good, bad, perfect, imperfect, to the universe. And the universe responds with a mirror. And sometimes the mate is the perfect mirror or the children are the perfect mirror, the parents are the perfect mirror, the friends are, whatever it is. And sometimes the conditions are the perfect mirror, whatever it happens to be. So changing the relationship while maintaining the exact same vibration will just create a new relationship that has many of the same issues in the old relationship. The vibration is what creates the relationship, not you're trying to control it by dumping one person and getting into another relationship. If your vibration is the culmination of how you perceive yourself, then your work is to perceive yourself as more perfect today than you believed you were yesterday. What is it that I don't like about myself? Why don't I like that? Well, there's some fear in there. There's some doubt. There's some worry. There's some angst. There's some lower vibrational feeling in there. 
this lower vibrational feeling is added to your vibration. So it is maintained. And so until you choose to see yourself from this higher perspective, you choose to see yourself as perfect in this regard. Well, your mate will maintain his opinion of you just like you're maintaining. So your mate cannot change that opinion until you change it. Well, you say, if I accepted this in myself, but did not change, my mate would obviously not be able to accept it. And we say, well, that's not how the system works. The system works on vibration. So your mate would either raise his vibration to match yours, or a new person would come in who accepts that aspect of you in an amount equal to how you accept it. So let's just say that you didn't like your height. You thought maybe you were too short and you were too short in this relationship. And you said, if only I was two inches taller, then everything would work out perfectly. Well, you know, there's nothing you can do about your height. Your height is perfect for you, perfect for the life that you've, that you've designed, perfect for what you intended to explore, perfect to allow you to move through physical reality. Everything about your body, including your height, is perfect for this exploration. To try and change that would alter that trajectory. And so it's not really possible, is it? You could wear high heels from time to time, but you're not going to get leg surgery to add two inches. And you say, well, my mate doesn't like the fact that I'm too short. It's not your mate who thinks you're too short. It's your doubts about yourself within that relationship, about your height in particular, that causes this little rift to go on, which causes him to be the mirror or feedback mechanism showing you what you don't like about yourself. Well, in the case of height, there's nothing you can, much you can do about that. You can't really change it. And so you let those things go. But where there's a possibility for you to actually take some change and you choose not to change because for whatever reason, it's too difficult or it's not worth it or you don't like it so much that you couldn't possibly think of changing. Well, then you, ha you have this lower vibrational basis in, in your overall vibration. The only way out of that just like the only way to lose weight is to accept yourself as perfect as you are in this moment. It doesn't mean you won't change in the future. It just means you're dropping all control. Control is based in fear and control is like a magnet. And it just keeps bringing in more fear and bringing in more fear and attracting more fear and attracting more experiences where this aspect of yourself shows up. When you get rid of the magnet altogether, when you take all the power away from the magnet, when you accept it as it is, then you'll find alignment because you won't have this issue going on. Now, we're not saying it's easy to drop some subject that you have always been worried about for 20 years here. We're saying that you can soften it and soften it and realize it's all based in a limiting belief. The limiting belief is not true. So you can process that limiting belief and you can say, I'm going to give it some time here. I'm going to look at this aspect of myself and I'm going to see it's not so bad. In fact, it could be seen as a good thing from a higher perspective. I'm going to choose this higher perspective on purpose consciously to soften my resistance to this aspect of me. This aspect of me is not really me anyway. It's just some construct of a belief. It's the belief that I hold. And if I can soften that limiting belief, like I can soften any limiting belief, if I know that limiting belief is absolutely false, like all limiting beliefs are absolutely false, well, then I can not give it so much energy. I can turn off that magnet and I can soften it. And if I say, I 
from this day forward, accept this condition of me. I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to control it. I'm not going to care if it goes away or stays. I'm going to let it be. And I'm going to try to love and appreciate it the best I can. And just give it up, give it up, give it all up, all the worry, all the necessity. Because we promise you, when you return to the non-physical, you will see that aspect of you as perfect. So what's the difference then? The difference is from the non-physical, you don't have this limiting belief because there is no fear. The physical, you have a limiting belief based in some fear, some experience, some part of you that was embarrassed or wounded or traumatized by some event in the past and you think it really means something. When you return to the non-physical, you'll know for sure it didn't mean anything, that you never had to worry about it. We'd like to bring up this point now. Imagine that you've always been worried about money and that you've always been scrimping and saving and putting a little bit away and always been making sure that you didn't spend too much money and always counting your pennies and, and just trying to figure out how you're going to survive in your old age. And then all of a sudden you win the lottery for $100 million. You will look back on your entire life and you'll say, why did I ever worry? Why? It all turned out perfectly. I have $100 million now. It doesn't matter. I'm set for life. I never needed to worry. If I had only known that I was going to win that $100 million, I would have enjoyed my life fully. I would never have needed to save anything. It all worked out perfectly. And when you return to the non-physical, you will see that for sure. So we're, we are here to show you another perspective. And you have all asked for this perspective. So this is something that you can all realize here, is that there is nothing serious going on here at all, which means there is nothing you need to control at all, not one aspect of it. You do not need to be good. You do not need to play along with society and what they think is right and wrong. You do not need to agree. You do not need to limit yourself in any way. Everything is available to you. And in this year, you will see it more than any other year. You will see more things lining up for you in this year if you just let go of your limiting beliefs, of what's potentially wrong that's going to happen in your life. If you would just give up all that need to worry and need to regret, need to have resentments, if you give all that up, all the need to control, you will notice how everything turns out. If there's an area in your life that's not working out, it's because you're trying to control it. If you give up control, we promise you it'll be easier and, and it'll work out effortlessly if you give up that control. Thank you. Excellent. Who's next? Since you were talking about money, I was just thinking about money when this live started. I need clarity and uh, you're, the, you're the one who helps me the most. So I'd ask you. It sort of feels like a balancing act between accepting everything is perfect and a desire for more. And then also, and then questioning that desire, like, is this desire based in lack or is this an urge to change a condition? I guess this is a specific question about me personally. If you could read my vibration and tell me, um, with money, are my desires based in what I truly want or are my desires based in lack? We'll start by asking this one fundamental question. Where you are now, in your car, having this conversation, do you lack anything? No. Five minutes ago, did you lack anything? No. But when I think about it, I have the desire for more. So if you lack nothing, what's the de desire for more all about? If you are the source of everything and you lack nothing, which you've just stated, if you lack nothing, how could you want more? If everything is available to you, how could you want more? Now, you only could view that 
from this perspective that I'm not the creator of my reality. Yeah. As the source creator of your reality, you know that you are the one creating it all. If you had the ability to consciously create $100 million right now, would you do it? Yeah. Excellent. Now, why would you do it? Uh, so I could quit my job. So you believe that there's something that you could enhance in your reality with money. Yeah. But what you would find is that your vibration would be the same vibration. It would come along with you. Now, of course, you're right to actually create the money. You would have to radically alter that vibration. But you would have to start from the perception that you lacked nothing. And so the $100 million would come to you, but would actually mean nothing. You wouldn't even be that excited about it. It would be sort of like, now I got to deal with this. This is just another thing I have to deal with now. You'd be so focused on what brings you joy, so focused on what gives you meaning in life, so focused on what gives you satisfaction, that the money would come as a side effect. And then you'd have to say, oh, I got to take my attention off. What gives me satisfaction and deal with this money? Got to get some accountants. I got to pay some taxes. I got to figure out where to donate this stuff. Right. I don't even need that. That is a distraction from my pure focus of thought on how wonderful everything is. You see? Yeah. So it can only come from this fear that you don't have enough or the fear that you're not the creator of your reality. This base, base limiting belief that all humans have. And so if you could, you could understand that, the only reason I would ever want more of anything is because I fundamentally do not believe I'm the creator of my reality. I fundamentally believe that I'm a victim of my reality and that more money would protect me or give me more security in an insecure environment. Only the victim could have that perception. Now, we're not saying that you'll ever get over that perception or get over that feeling. But all well, that's what I would like you, help with is getting over that. All we're asking you is to do exactly what you just did. Question the desire. Yeah. Why do I have this desire for more? Because I don't think I'm a creator of my reality. I think I need more security. I think I'd like to quit my job. I think I would like to do all these things. And we say to you, absolutely not. If you were to quit your job before finding your passion, your interest, well, that's not the game that you want to play. You want to play, how do I figure this out? I want to do this and this and this and this. I want to give love. I want to feel joy. I want to have satisfaction and meaning in what I do. But I also have to reconcile with the fact that I need to make money, that I have obligations that I've set myself up where these bills are coming in and these people rely on me and I have all this. That's the game that you want. That's the stuff of life. You've got on one hand, all these responsibilities and on the other hand, all these dreams and desires. And you have to figure out how to balance the two so that you're not imprisoned by your responsibilities and you're not yearning for your desires to come through. So you're at this point where you say, well, I could just fake my death and move to Argentina and no one would ever know, collect on the life insurance and start brand new. Of course you wouldn't do that because that's too easy. You wanna have these obstacles because every time you overcome an obstacle, you have this rush of life, this rush of energy, this exhilarated feeling. This is what you came for. You didn't uh. wanna make it that easy, but if you look around, we have to say that you have it pretty good. 
If you Amen. were to compare this life to a life that you had 200 years ago, where you were literally toiling to create enough just to eat, you would yeah. say the life you're living now is beyond my wildest imagination. Absolutely. I want to, I, I know it's our culture, you know, that we get programmed to want more. And, you know, I, I am blessed. I am financially secure. I have all of my needs are met. I think I balance the desire for more pretty well internally. I don't buy a lot of things, you know, just shopping to fill some void. I don't, I don't, I don't need luxury items. You know, I balance it well, but there still is this desire for like, like a, like significant wealth to do something. And honestly, I would like it to go away. I would like that feeling to go away because I prefer the feeling of acceptance and love for what is more than this continual desire for financial abundance. I mean, am I making any sense? So practice the feeling of seeing yourself as fully abundant in the moment. Every time you have that thought, oh, I wish I had more money or how the bills get paid. Come back to the moment. In the moment, I have everything I need. I have never been hungry. I have never been homeless. I have never lacked anything truly. I have these people around me. The desire is for this fulfilling life that you will move towards with love and expansion. And it'll be a life where you are expressing your love, your appreciation, your gratitude, and your acceptance of the life that you have now and the people in your life now. In that, you'll be guided. You'll be guided to it. You don't have to figure it out ever. Now, when you receive inspiration, you're going to have to push past fear. You're going to have to look at what is the fear that's holding me back? Oh, I'm not the creator of this, my reality. This could lead to something unwanted. I could face loss or negative emotion. This is the fear that pops up whenever you're inspired to do anything. If you were to act on just a little bit of, in, of inspiration, boom, 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 within this year, 2022, you would move to this radical new level of acceptance, meaning your vibration would expand, would elevate and would bring you more of what you truly want. But of course, that involves being in the moment, being in alignment, and in alignment, you have to be choosing the higher perspective. Okay. So what's more important? All this money I think I want or being in alignment? Well, if you get all this money you think you want, you haven't really expanded, and you don't really have access to inspiration. Being in alignment, you're looking at everything from the higher perspective, you're feeling good, and you're receiving inspiration. If you had $100 million, would you be sure that you would be feeling good all the time? Mm -hmm. If you were in alignment, would you be sure that you're feeling good all the time? In alignment, you have to feel good. You can't feel bad. It's not possible. So if you made your desire alignment rather than the money, because the money is just your way of, your human way of figuring out how to get into alignment. Right. The alignment is what you want. And alignment is done through perspective. I have everything I need. I'm making my progress greatly. I've expanded significantly in the last year. I know this year has so much in store for me. I can see the evolution that I'm on. I have found mm. this information. I've engaged in these courses. I have taken steps. I'm 
being more present, more vocal. I'm seeing things from a higher perspective. I'm consciously expressing my love to everyone and myself in the moment. I am making great strides and I can see where this is going. I don't want to actually change my reality or control any of it. I want to trust that my inner self knows exactly where I intended to go and is guiding me there step by step by step every single moment of my life. If I can see it as perfect now, then I can live in joy in this moment and not live in joy only when the money comes. Thank you. Because why would you give up feeling good now in trade for some future where you have no idea how you will feel? Yeah. How you feel now sets up that future. So feel good now, feel aligned now, feel abundant now, feel free now, feel all these wonderful things that is true to you now. And you know for sure that a brighter, more spectacular, beyond your imagination future will will find its way to you. Wow. Thank you. Excellent. And thank you, everybody, for letting me ask my question. I would like to, I would just like to say to that, that the most mm, enlivening phrase or place in my life is this, this description that says deeply satisfied with what is and eager for more. It's just that, that balance of just loving where you are, but just wanting more and, and yeah, the inspiration that comes to, to do that. I, I love that phrase. That sounds like a brilliant t-shirt. Deeply satisfied in acceptance of where you are now and eager for a future you can't possibly imagine. Absolutely, yeah. I have a question, please. Yes, Audrey. Yes, I'm about uh, here to uh, respond to uh, one of my participants in my French group about uh, the question, uh, if source, I know it's like an old approach to life, but does source uh, can see our images that we, when we uh, visualize something, does source see our image or only our vibrations? When you beautiful? visualize something you want, can yeah. source see that image that you are visualizing? Of course yeah. it can, of course it can. Source, your inner self, your guides and supporters, all of this is available to all of them. Exactly yeah. how you perceive your reality. Now, you perceive your reality in a unique way. No one else has ever perceived reality the way you're perceiving it. No one has ever perceived the same reality as anyone else. Every perception is unique. This is why it's so fascinating. This is why your life is so valuable. And this is why you are worthy to experience anything you want in the way that you want it, because only you can formulate these ideas of what you want, these images in your head. Now, no one else will agree with you because they can't see what you're seeing. The other people in your life, they may want something different for you because it'll feel safer to them. They may think that you should abide by the standard way of living in Western society where you go to work and you work eight hours and you work 40 years and then you retire and you have lived all your life and what have you really done? Well, sure, to them that feels like the way that's secure because they don't really understand that everyone is always secure. Now, you have come, all of you have come to this information because you are tired of efforting and struggling. You're tired of the control. You're tired of asking the conditions to make you feel something you do not feel. You're sort of giving up on that game that isn't true. Well, 
it's what everyone believes is true, but you've had enough experience now of suffering and discontentment to know it's not true. And so you're embarking on this new thing. Well, what is true? Well, what's true is how I feel. Okay. Do I feel good or do I feel bad? Well, when I choose to see things as good, I feel good. And when I choose to see things as bad, I feel bad. So it seems like there's a choice of perception there. If I choose a higher perception or a higher perspective, I always feel good every time. And if I choose a limited perspective, I always feel bad every time. If I feel fear, even if the fear is completely irrational, I'll, I won't feel good. Why, do, why am I in fear? Oh, there must be some belief or some mental construct, some image I've created in my mind that's projecting my limiting belief onto some condition that causes me to feel fear and I feel negative emotion. Well, now that I know that I have an inner self who's guiding me through emotion, then I can know that if my perspective is limited, I will feel negative emotion, which means I'm looking at the illusion. So if I'm projecting an image of what I do want, well, that's fun to play with. That's fun. That's great. And if I can say, well, why do I want this? Is this based in who I really am in love? Is it exciting and interesting on its own? Or is it some form of control trying to get me what I think I lack? Now I can look at desires in a different way. I can say that there are desires that are based in fear or lack or control. And those are not true desires. And there's desires that I'm imagining that are coming to me through these thoughts, maybe they're being sent to me from my inner self. And when I look at that, it doesn't seem like it's going to change anything really. Maybe it will, but it just seems fun and exciting and interesting. Now, when you have a desire that's inspired, did you really come up with that desire? Or was that inspiration sent to you from your inner self, knowing that any action taken on those lines will lead you further along your journey of self-discovery just as you intended. And yet you can visualize it many times. You can visualize it. You can come up with an image. Where's that image coming from? Are you manufacturing it in your head? Or are you receiving this image in love from your inner self? So you're manufacturing two types of images. Images based in what you think you lack and images based in inspiration. The desires coming from things you think you lack are always based in fear and control. And you can make those desires manifest in your reality, but it's going to take a lot of effort and struggle. And when they manifest, you're not going to feel any different because you're taking that same vibration with you. You're not really changing that vibration at all. Now, if you could say everything is perfect now, what's the desires that are coming to me now? Oh, yeah, yeah. I still have that desire to make more money. Okay, well, I'm going to let that one go a little bit. If the money comes, great. If it doesn't come, great. doesn't matter. I know that right now I'm all set for my evolution. And what is going to come to me is going to be for my highest good. If money is for my highest good, great. If it's not, great. I won't care. I will trust that whatever comes is for my highest good. If I lose weight, great. If I don't lose weight, great. If I find a mate, great. If I don't find a mate, great. Okay? Now, if you can look at this inspired desire, this true desire, 
and imagine it in a way that you don't know how it's going to manifest, but just the idea seems interesting. Like having this group of leading-edge thinkers who speak French, and that you can be this conduit to them and inspire them and, and do this work that you do that feels satisfying. Sure, there's some doubt and fear in there. Where's the money going to come? Are people paying attention? Am I actually good at this? Am I, do I, am I making it all up? All that fear and doubt is there from the core limiting belief that you're just not the creator of your reality. Okay, so you're going to have that. But you're going to know that this thing that you want to do that is fun and interesting and exciting, that it might be different than what all the other people are doing in the world, that is satisfying in, in the times that you're actually doing it, that this is where your life is. All your joy and satisfaction is going to come from those love-based ideas, inspiration, desires that align with exactly who you truly are. And the other stuff's still going to be there. The need for security, the need for this and that, that's still going to be there, but you don't have to give it any lip service. You don't have to actually act to make things happen. And when you find yourself acting to make a fear-based desire manifest and you're efforting and struggling, you can say, hold on, hold on. Why am I putting so much effort in this? This isn't necessary. Everything should be fun and easy and effortless. I'm efforting and struggling to make something happen. I don't need to do that. Let's just let that go and turn my attention back to what I'm inspired to do. Wow. If you could do that and you can do that and you have been doing that and you have times of brilliance where you're, where you're in the flow of that for extended periods of time, then it feels so good. If you can spend more of your attention, focus on all those wonderful new things coming to you and, and the stuff of life that gives you a reason for living that makes you feel elevated and exhilarated. Focus on that stuff and, and play with those visions in your mind. Then those just become more and more and more and more. And the little stuff, the old stuff, well, you've been paying attention to that for a long time and you've been living your life by those guidelines for a long time and you've been creating a bunch of momentum and the stuff that you thought you wanted for a long time. But just a little while, of shifting your attention from what you think you need, what you think you lack, to what gives you a zest for life. When you switch your attention, pretty soon the old stuff starts taking care of itself without you. And the new stuff leads you to places you couldn't imagine ever going. Source sees it all. Source knows exactly what's happening. Your inner self sees you all. And all of it is guiding you towards the new and exciting and your pre-birth intentions and your passions and interests that have nothing to do with what you think you lack and everything to do with who you truly are. That's what this journey of self-discovery is all about because it makes sense, doesn't it? If you spend your entire life in a job, efforting and struggling, eking out a meager paycheck just to pay the bills, you wouldn't really discover who you truly are. It would be a fine, expansive life. but you be exploring the inauthentic or the false version of you. Nothing wrong with that. It's what most people do. But those of you who are here now are shifting to a new reality, a new approach to life, where you're being guided by inspiration and inspiration far more than this old stuff. Guided by inspiration to have a conversation with a friend, 
share some of the stuff on Facebook, start a podcast, start some other course, do all these other things that you're inspired to do. All of this is leading you towards understanding who you truly are even better. All that stuff in your old life of effort and struggling, well, that was exploring who you weren't. Now you're exploring who you truly are, and you're being guided by your inner self, your guidance supporters every step of this way. As you become more aware, because you are understanding more about the laws of the universe, as you become more aware, the inspiration becomes more obvious. So follow that inspiration, play with those mental images as much as you like, imagine that you receive the mental image of something that's interesting to you and you sit with that and maybe in meditation and you play with that image and play with that image. Guess what you're doing? You are co-creating with that image with your inner self and it's getting fuller and brighter and better and stronger and more exciting and more interesting as you play with it. Sure. That will pop up. That will always pop up, but you know where that's coming from now. It's coming from this old core limiting belief that you are not the creator of your reality. You can let that come up and you say, it is not true. This is where I want to go. And then move in that direction any way you can. Thank you very much. I will uh, translate that the best I can. Thank you. It's good for me, I mean, yeah. Who's next? I'll go, Joshua. Um, I have a question. It's not a question. It's kind of in line with what you were just talking about uh, and being led to un unusual things that are just enjoyable to me. I had this memory and thought about um, loving geometry. Like I, I, I didn't really love all math, but I loved geometry and I specifically enjoyed, it was like 10th grade or something, proofs doing proofs. And even while you, the call was going, I was like, went over to Amazon and I was like, geometry for dummies. Like I, I haven't done a proof in many, many years. Um, but since we're nearing the end of the call, I wondered if you might shine some light on um, geometry. <laughs> well, geometry is like anything else that you find interesting in physical reality. If you have a subject of interest, and if you explore that subject from your perspective, independent of what anyone else thinks it needs to mean. You can find information in that subject that is pertinent to your life, pertinent to your reality. We will state here that physical reality is a mathematical construct and that much of it can be easily explained by mathematical equations and that you are figuring that out more and more and more. But it's nice to know that there's a system in place that always works, always works fundamentally at the core. And so that you know that the different equations you have for the different kinds of triangles will always work out every time. Well, this is no different than understanding that if you are receiving inspiration in alignment, it will always work out. It mathematically will always work out. Now, if you say that, if you're looking at a geometric shape, and if you are believing that it's not going to work out, that it doesn't make sense to you, well, you're looking at it from a limited perspective based in fear. You're not looking at it from the truth of what it is. But with geometry, it's relatively easy to determine that the dimensions are perfect based on the equation. 
because you have lines, you can see it visually, you can measure it, you can recreate it all the time. It's a structure that's, that's built in and cannot be any different than it is for whatever the ge geometric shape is. Beyond that, you can literally take geometry and map the entire universe. Geometry is this physical, fundamental set of parameters that always work out that you can visually see. But before humans knew geometry, they calculated angles of the sun and this and that and trees and, and wildlife, and they could put together rudimentary descriptions of their environment. Now, it's a little different to think that you have this belief that you are not the creator of your reality and that outside conditions make you feel something. This will happen every single time. You perceive that outside conditions make you feel something. And so you have to protect yourself from those conditions will make that you know will make you feel negative emotion, that will make you feel bad. And you'll have to control the reality so that you can get more in of what will make you feel good. However, with enough experimentation, you realize that it's based on a false premise. The false premise is you're not the creator of your reality, the victim to it. That's a false premise. So no matter how much experimentation you do, how many angles you draw, between the conditions and how you feel fundamentally cannot work. So then you shift to a new approach to life. You say, hold on here. The conditions cannot make me feel anything. I choose how I feel based on how I'm choosing to judge those conditions. What if I was the creator of those conditions? And what if those conditions were simply a reflection of how I feel? Now I can experiment. I can feel a little bit better by myself in this area of my life. And then I can test the conditions that are that become the new reflection of that new feeling. Then I can notice that the entire reality, which is me, is basically a mirror to how I perceive myself. So I perceive myself as very capable, talented, and skilled in my career. And my career works very well. I see myself as a wonderful mother, giving my child everything she needs to be free, allowing her to do as much as she wants to do as with as little control as I can possibly do away with. And I notice she thrives. And then you look over this part that's not working so well. And you go, okay, there. So something is happening, not in that condition that needs to be changed, but how I view myself in that area. So let's draw a line now from how I'm viewing myself and let's elevate that line 10 degrees and then see a new reflection. Oh, guess what? It always works. It always works. Now, if I do lip service to this and I'm not really raising my perspective of myself, then I see the same old reflection. So I know that I haven't actually improve my self-perception in that area. But you will find that if you start to experiment with these things in your own life, you start to express more love, then you'll have a new reality that has more love coming back to you. Gary found that when he finally gave up needing, needing anyone's appreciation, 
gave it up because he realized after years and years and years of doing things for people, he had terrible manifestation events, major manifestation events where he did things for all these people and got no appreciation, got even worse, criticism. And he said, oh, I've been doing it just to get appreciation. Now I give it all up. I'm just going to do what I'm inspired to do. Suddenly, more appreciation comes flowing in than he could possibly ever imagine. He could see the change in his approach to life. I was trying to see myself as worthy by making others appreciate me. Once I just accepted my worthiness, gave up doing anything other than what I was inspired to do, not needing anyone to show me anything, suddenly the appreciation came. That's an interesting experiment. Suddenly the money came. Suddenly the love of the life came. Suddenly all these things came. Suddenly the house came. Suddenly the friends came. Suddenly the satisfaction, the passion, the interest, the, the podcast, all these things started flowing in without any effort whatsoever, magically. So just in geometry, you can measure from here to here and draw a straight line and draw an angle and you know will always return. The same is true if you live in the new approach to life. However, if you live in the old approach to life, believing that you're the victim and the conditions make you feel something, the math will never add up. It will seem to you like this law of attraction stuff is complete craziness. Because here I am thinking positive thoughts, and then this is over here, that person's still bad. It can't work. I'm trying on this law of attraction stuff, and nothing's changing because you're still perceiving yourself as the victim. Change your approach to life, see yourself as the creator, and then realize the entire system is based on your perception of yourself. You can calculate a 10% change in appreciation of yourself will indicate an equal change in your reality, if it's true. If it's made up, doesn't work. Right. And it's all coming to me now because it's the fun. The reason it was fun for me, I don't even remember how a proof was set up, but I remember to get from here to there, you had to do these steps and you could go, but there were many different ways you could get there. You could do the short way if you wanted to, um, or you could do the long way just because it was fun and just because it was interesting to get from there to there. So I know what now why I asked this question, because that's what we are all talking about is like the journey, like you get to pick, you get to choose which way you want to go. And the faster way isn't necessarily the more fun way. It's so, I, yeah, I see it as the, I see my interest, my renewed interest in it as um, a reflection of my interest in this work, which is this beautiful, elegant system that is um, fun for each person to get from, you know, one point to the other, the way they want to do it. Excellent. So they're yeah. all moving from point A to point B and they're moving from point A is fear and point B is love right. and they could all do it in one step. The so right. one step is choose a higher perspective. Once you choose a higher perspective, it's over. Once you choose the perspective that you are the creator of your reality, it's all over. But how do you want to get there? You can do it by processing limiting beliefs, by going through manifestation events, by, by testing different 
behaviors and trying to control different things and trying to effort and struggle or giving up and expressing love. You could do it a million different ways. Everyone's going there. You get to choose any way you want to go. You all want to go more effectively. And so this is why you're listening to this conversation now. You want to go there with joy rather than suffering. You want to go there with satisfaction rather than dissatisfaction. You want to have this, this experience, this geometric experience, be fun and interesting rather than painful and struggling. And you can see that people in geometry class, some people are enjoying it like you did, and some people <laughs> think it's the worst thing in the world. Most. <laughs> Just like life. This has been an amazing yeah. conversation with leading edge creators who have brought us to the leading edge of the leading edge of a conversation that we've been having for a while now, and we feel that you can sense that this is going to a new place, that there are new ideas coming forth here that you have asked for, and we are accessing because you are the one doing the asking. So we appreciate your involvement in this and your continued attention to what we're doing here, and we can't wait to get together with you next time. And with that, we are complete. All right. That was a fantastic episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. It was really powerful. Um, I'd like to remind you that we have an alignment course starting on uh, Monday in two weeks. Today's the seventh. So that'd be about the 21st. And um, you can check that out at the teachings of Joshua.com. Uh, we also have a uh, friends of Joshua Facebook group. It's a private group just for us. So check us out on Facebook and ask to join the group and we'll let you in. And there's a lot of great stuff on the website too. Also, we've done a bunch of videos on YouTube. So if you search Joshua Teachings or my name, you'll find those videos. So thanks again. And if you'd like to send me a note or comment on anything, please send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. Have a wonderful week and we'll see you next time. Bye.